Hi everyone, our today's guest is Tyson Matthew, the CEO and founder of SkyPoint Cloud, a privacy-first customer data platform. SkyPoint Cloud enables consumer and healthcare brands to unlock deeper, more meaningful relationships with their customers and patients. Before founding SkyPoint Cloud, Tyson was Chief Technology Officer at Alignment Healthcare and prior to that at Cambia Health Solutions. Tyson also led the team that built and operated the technology platform that powers Amazon Prime Now, Amazon Fresh and Amazon Flex. It was a really great conversation. I hope you enjoyed. Hi, Tyson. Where does this podcast find you? Hi, Oscar. I am in Portland, Oregon. It's beautiful here and it's a stunning, beautiful day in January. Usually it's raining and, you know, pretty bad weather, but super excited to be part of the podcast and being in Portland, Oregon. It's our pleasure. And by the way, we love Portland. I used to grow up in this city in the 90s, so I have only good memories. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Let us start with the founding story behind uh, SkyPoint Cloud. Tell us more about how you came up with the idea to start this company and what was your biggest driver and motivation behind it? Yeah, great question. I'm an engineer, computer software. So I worked at Intel Corporation for a few years uh, doing research. Then I had an e-commerce software company and long story short, I ended up with uh, Amazon.com as their director of engineering there, building Prime Now, which is, you know, push button, you have your stuff out in your door within 20 minutes, you know. Then fortunately enough, I was recruited by Cambia Health to be their uh, chief technology officer. That's where I got exposure to healthcare. So I had a pretty good deep conversations with the leadership team at Cambia and they really wanted to change healthcare and make it more Amazon-like. Right? So to bring somebody in from a non-healthcare setting to lead technology initiative to transfer healthcare and make it more consumer-centric, trusted, personalized, easily accessible, everything that you can kind of connect the dots towards an Amazon.com or Amazon experience, build that into healthcare. So that is the underpinning that I started off with in Cambia and, you know, get to learn different lines of businesses and uh, as a payer, interact with a lot of providers. So from Cambia, I became the chief technology officer of Alignment Healthcare. So we focus quite a lot on senior care, uh, Medicare Advantage and all of those things. So through my journey in, in Amazon, I obviously understood what are the elements of technology that you, you needed to make a great personalized experience for your customers, whether it could be trust, could be access to stuff, user convenience and data analytics and personalization, all of these kinds of things. So it was kind of building those things through my journey through Cambia, including cloud transformation and all of these things, creating the technology and data underpinning for healthcare to be more person-centric and economically sustainable. So these two are very important things you need to have the cost value equation right, but also it needs to be patient-centric. So through my journey from Cambia through alignment and having that background in Amazon, I was always searching for commercial software solutions in the space. Is there a commercial software solution that could be the underpinning for managing data and technology at scale to put the patient in the center? And you can, can you create that true patient 360 at scale and in a privacy-centered way, which is very important in healthcare and in every other business too. Digital health applications and other things can be built on it, right? So I've been searching for it, trying to put it together in different places and try to purchase it. Didn't really work out. So I started SkyPoint with that premise of my own need and my own experience going through it as a CTO of multiple healthcare companies, or can I have a commercially available software?
software platform that you can utilize as a health innovator, as a builder, building you know anything in healthcare to solve a particular problem, whether it could be GI health or issues with you know oncology or whatever that is, right? We have a lot of customers in senior care, so they don't have to reinvent the wheel. So you can get started quickly. Uh, it is standard, you know, fire and other protocols or you know, having that single shared longitudinal record available to you as a builder and you can innovate on it. So that has been the premise of founding the company and hit the market really well and a great adoption. So that is the story. It's a, it's a personal story. Yeah. Okay. That's really amazing. Thank you for sharing this, Tyson. And so could you talk to us more about the data platforms market in healthcare? Give us an overview. I think when you think of developing applications in healthcare, most of the times you are struggled with dealing with really old technology that was built years and years and years ago. And what you're asked to build is something that is more consumer-centric and innovative in the current age. So developers or builders are struggling to deal with, like, how do I kind of deal with this old systems while I have to do this new thing? So there are two options. One is rebuild the whole stack, which is extremely expensive, time-consuming. You may or may not get it right. You know, The other is using something like SkyPoint, which bridged the gaps. So we consume data from all these applications that are legacy. So and the new and innovative applications, whether it could be a CRM system. And we unify that data and put it into a common single shared longitudinal record and give you all the associated APIs and elements to build your apps and consume data at scale without dealing with the nuances of this old systems. And we continue to maintain and operate. So we call it as a healthcare data platform. So it is basically the underpinning for really accelerating digital health development. Otherwise, it's every single digital health company, there is probably 10,000 of them trying to rebuild the stack. It doesn't make any sense. It is not economically sustainable. It doesn't scale. Uh, you have to continue to keep hiring engineers to build your stack, maintain it. So we build a layer above the cloud platforms like AWS or Azure or Google to elevate it to a place where digital health companies can innovate on it. And then we have a licensing model that is consumption-based. So as you grow, we grow. So it is flexible and easy, just like consuming cloud software. Okay. And so you talk that your perfect customer is a B2B company building on top of you. Is there any perfect customer persona or a company at which level companies should like start working with you? Is that building from day one? Yeah. And depending on the stage of the company, we have companies who started with us from their beginning itself. We are companies who started with us when there was a transition of the CTO or the CIO. So we have companies who started with us when there is a realignment of the budget and come to reality moments. Like we can't sustain this heavy budget. It doesn't really pan out to the unit economics. And when everyone is trying to build the same thing, the unit economics will start at faltering and the digital health companies will start seeing the results of it in the market, right? Your SGNA cost is going up and your unit economics is not adding up. So essentially we have private equity, VC companies coming to us and talking to about, hey, you know, we need to have a conversation with you guys. I think we are the right place to adopt your technology. So it depends on what place you want to start because it is API enabled and we can actually consume and we don't have to throw away existing work. So we can really augment it and complement it. So eventually our goal is to have the platform evolve. Multiple developers can kind of share that single shared longitudinal record between multiple digital apps. So we becomes the underpinning and the plumbing for, so hey, Skyphone already has 80% of this patient's record, you know, 
know, so you can build your app, add your thing on top of it, and we'll continue to extend. So you don't have to go re-ingest all of this data all over again. And that is the consumer side of the patient-centric. And we also have a B2B capability where you can actually manage provider data and caregivers and others. So where you have, you know, you kind of have a graph of the patient and all the supporting staff, whether it could be facilities, hospitals, providers, caregivers. So we really understand the ecosystem around it and the data around it so you can innovate on it. Okay. And, you know, what we're trying to do in this podcast is to uncover some of the, you know, parts of companies which seem to be the secret sauce, either connected with their business model or the product offering or, you know, strictly technology. So could you uncover any of those things you never talked about and, you know, tell our audience if there's any secret sauce that you believe is your key competitive advantage? Yeah, I think, you know, two things. I think I connect the dots back to Amazon. When Amazon launched a new product, mm-hmm. you know, it can hit the market very quickly because they have a underlying data platform all these new products rely on. So if you launch Amazon Care or, you know, Amazon Prime Video, you're not doing everything from scratch, right? So when you are innovating at scale and you're utilizing existing infrastructure to improve it, you know, think of Uber coming to the market when, you know, iPhone hits critical mass. Everybody has a phone. So you have an app that... Has as location, you have an infrastructure that's destructive, right? So without certain technology underpinning change, it's very hard to innovate to the market. If there is no iPhone, you know, I suspect it'll be very difficult for Uber to innovate with BlackBerry. So essentially that kind of disruptive change is our differentiator, is we are one of the very, very few companies thinking through having a common single shared, you know, longitudinal record and facilitating that for digital health innovators and builders to build quickly and truly create an Amazon-like experience for their patients. And I think that breakdown of those silos of an EMR used to be a big silo. It's kind of breaking down into smaller pieces where each digital health company serving a particular market can build on it very quickly and assembling the pieces. So I think that is innovative for us and that's our secret sauce. And it took a long, long time to build that. And our team has been growing to about 200 engineers. So we have a lot of muscle behind what we're doing and supporting and operating. What do you think about making the patient to become, you know, the absolute owner of their data and to have an absolute interoperability? Do you think it's possible to do it through uh, B2B contracts and on the B2B level of the organization? Or do you think it's only possible through the consumer? So through me, like having the final access and ownership and actually getting the data from multiple places and, you know, being the hub for it. Yeah, I think fundamentally that is two things is, you know, patients on their own data and uh, privacy is a human right. So healthcare has a strong intersection of the two. Uh, it is highly sensitive, private information about somebody, right? And then that is shared for the benefit of the patient or their family to get better. And lastly, if you can de-identify that data and be shared and available, it is great for society and the community. So there is multiple angles of we living as individuals and as humans. So we have a responsibility towards ourselves. And also we have a responsibility to make our society better. So how do we do that in a privacy-centric environment? So that's what we are really after, is to having patients on their own data, ability to download, delete, you know, have consent management around who can see what. And at the same time, patients can consent data to be shared for academic research, because otherwise this data is held up by these large hospitals, and there's too much contracts to do oncology research, immunotherapy. All of these things are getting stalled because of lack of availability of data to try it on. So we have a few initiatives within SkyPoint around figuring out how to do, you know, encrypted computations on data, where you don't need to decrypt the data to compute on it. So that you can actually enable privacy-centered data sharing in a true manner. So that's really kind of figuring out how these can balance together. 
Let me ask you one more follow-up question on that. It might be a bit controversial, but, you know, so many people think or tend to think that it's not, you know, Web 2.0, but Web 3.0 actually bringing us the real privacy and the real ownership. So how about the potential implementations of blockchain as a technology for storing healthcare data and medical records? You must have, you know, analyzed that being in the space. Yeah, it's a great question. I think the fundamental answer is yes, it has a decentralization capability. It has a data sharing capabilities. The problem is truly private transactions. You know, it still doesn't support encrypted computations on data. That you know, it's just a storage technology, and there is some scale issues. But it is one of the things to truly enable a 3.0 of a decentralized healthcare, decentralized finance. You know, I truly believe that it's a disruptive change that need to be seriously looked at to support and enhance it, rather than dismissing it. That's the same thing happened when the internet came along and said, "Hey, you should access your healthcare record over the mobile device." So usually, a lot of the existing players dismiss it rather than enhancing and supporting because it may not have everything that you need to support secure transactions because no technologies always come in its initial versions mature enough to do something on it. So I think the blockchain technology, so the homomorphic encryption that I talked about, privacy-centered computing, these things combined has the, I think, at least the framework of the decentralized healthcare in its early stages. Once we talk about the future, tell us more about the future and the next steps for SkyPoint. Tell us about the five, 10 year vision. Yeah, so I think the two things for us. One is to really enable the innovators in the space. We call it as the healthcare disruptors and innovators. Uh, disruptors are people in existing organizations, large organizations in healthcare who want to make a change, challenge the status quo, enabling them to build things faster, cheaper, better. And the second is innovators. Innovators are people like me coming from a completely outside lens, coming from Amazon, coming to healthcare with no background. People come in, you know, like, hey, I have no background in healthcare, but I want to solve a serious problem in it. So enabling them to succeed, so innovators and disruptors, that is the mission of uh, SkyPoint to really enable those disruptors and innovators to succeed. So we think that is 5, 10, 15, 20 year journey to really, really drive that into the market and really enable the community to share successes and failures. You know, we run into these challenges. How do you solve this? Right. So and continue to build around it. So I think in the long run, but just in the United States, it's a $4 trillion market and it's growing. So if we don't figure out a way to balance the cost and value of this, healthcare has the potential to implode the U.S. economy. So I think it is upon us to think through it and enable those kinds of infrastructure to thrive. I hope there is more SkyPoints to be born in the next coming years, right? So there's more innovators coming to do things as we are doing or even better. So to be part of that overall ecosystem and the community to really drive the future forward is the vision of SkyPoint. We've been fortunate to be part of this. I feel lucky to be a founder and enabling others to actually think better, smarter, and more innovative than me. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room or the best innovator or anything like that. So if we can really enable others to think better and have the ecosystem to be better. So that's the underpinning of SkyPoint and me as a founder. Okay. And so what would be your advice for other digital health founders? What should they focus on? What should they prioritize while building companies? I have a pretty decent experience in a couple of years in a variety of different digital health companies that I was involved in through my work at Cambia. So yeah, we spend a lot of time with digital health founders. So kind of figuring out where you should go truly really focus on and then where you should actually partner trying to build it all, the entire stack, it's extremely expensive and time consuming. And I'm an engineer, I know that's a natural tendency to go lean on, you know? 
And on the other hand, getting the benefit of a stack that you can truly rely on, but it is flexible enough. So I think finding that partnership, like, okay, as a digital health company, I'm a digital health company. I can go and build this entire stack stack yourself, hiring a lot of engineers. At some point, you're going to hit critical mass and you need economics problems. So trying to figure out what that looks like and avoiding it because there's too many of them. It is not five or 10 years ago when there is like a few hundred digital health companies. There's like 10,000 plus now, right? So truly differentiating technology means it should be truly differentiating technology. So people are going to pay really, really close attention to it. That is where the difference is. Think about it as mobile apps, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, everybody was kind of building their own. Now people are building mobile apps on different frameworks. So they focus on things that it's very important to us. So I think that is one of my key advice. And the second is, you know, truly have a connected experience, you know, so your app could do X, Y, Z, but don't try to think of world domination and every you know aspect you're going in. You've carved out your niche, stay focused on that niche and truly be innovative on that niche. You may or may not have the opportunity to get into others, but don't come into the typical VCP pressure of, you know, you have to be Google Maps or something to be successful. Absolutely not. You know, so I come from Amazon. I know as a company, we were thinking very broadly and big, right? So you don't have to. We never, you know, preach that concept. So it's like you'd be good in Prime Video, you'd be good in Prime Now, or that is fine. So you have the framework behind you, but go innovate in your space and stick to your guns in that and be executing it on it. So do you think the next five, 10 years in digital health are still going to be about vertical solutions? Yeah, I think there'll be, I mean, you know, as naturally things grow, there'll be consolidations, there'll be changes, there'll be people who are going to be more vertical and some will become horizontal by consolidation and M&A activity. And there'll be more of this. But as a natural progression of these things, there will be companies who come together. Uh, it's like some common ground. But I truly believe in, you know, if that single shared longitudinal digital record of a person, of a human, in a privacy-centered way, will truly enable innovation at scale and consolidation at scale for better unit economics. So verticalization in healthcare, because it's fairly broad, our, our human body is so many different things, <laughs> mental health to, you know, everything, right? You know, so we are very complex and sophisticated. So, and we do need a quite a degree of personalization, but we also need to digital health companies to understand me as a human being all together. Yes, I'm coming to you for a mental health issue or a, you know, GI issue, whatever that is. But if you have no idea who I am, truly as a human, and you are solving one problem, <laughs> you know, then you're missing the mark. So essentially having that, you know, data platform to comprehensively understand the patient is very critical for that app success. Is there any way in which our digisection community could be helpful for you? Yeah. Could we do anything for you either, you know, in looking for you know talent or anything you need? Yeah, absolutely. We are always looking for great minds, talent, advice, feedback, you know, call us on our, our positives and our negatives and what we are to improve on. We truly believe in being part of the community and contributing to it and also getting help from it so we can actually facilitate growth. Okay. Now let me ask the last but also favorite question out of all. So tell our listeners if you have any recent inspirations when it comes to, you know, things you read, listened to or watched. Oh, wow. Great question. Uh, <laughs> probably the three Spider-Mans coming along in the same movie. <laughs> it's so when unexpected that things really happen. It's like, okay, I'm going to see this one Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's really fun and entertaining. So I love movies, storytelling, you know. So pleasant surprises. It's wonderful. Yeah, I hope there's good movies like that. 
coming along which has really fun pleasant surprises yeah i'm kind of uh, a little upset that the bond is 007 is changing hopefully i don't know what's going to happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyson, yeah. thank you for joining today thank you for spending time with us it was a real real pleasure sounds good same here thanks Oscar. producers Michelle, Carol is our editor. If you like what you heard, please follow, download and subscribe. Thank you for listening to Digisection from the Health Podcast Network.